The Xbox Drive is powered by patrons at patreon.com slash Capri, And I want to say thank you to all of our patrons over there, especially our Diamond executive producers, Jonathan Brown and Slimer Snarf, our Platinum producer, Dallas Ford, and our Gold members, Argo, Ashley Nicholson, James Johnson, Gene Kay, Marcus O'Neill, Skinny Matt, Trucker Sloth, and Xavier Reyes. Thank you, everybody, for all of your support. Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford. He's the man on the moose and on our journey today. Xbox officially bought Bethesda and there's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game that looks like an old game that I used to love very much and there's lots to talk about. So jump on into the Xbox Drive. Ball with the ball with the bang, the bang, digga, 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 ball. Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. I'm uh, unchained, Ryan Turford. We it's been too long. I almost don't remember how to do this. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a, it's been a it's couple been. weeks since we've been uh, since we've been here. I'm, I'm actually very surprised because we actually talked about this kind of off air a couple days ago that that you were going to do the ball with the ball intro, and I'm so glad <laughs> I that almost you're going forgot. To do this. <laughs> I almost forgot about the Kid Rock. Got to bring the Kid Capri in the Kid Rock ball with the ball. I love it, man. It's good My times. God. It's good times. So, Sean, we should talk real quick about why we were yeah. away, of course. All right. um, and, I mean, we mentioned this on Twitter, but not everyone follows us on Twitter or anything like that. Right. Most people just listen to us on the podcast feed. So we want to address real quick, of course, our dear friend uh, Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru, who we've talked about on the show many times because we were mm. doing the Gaming for Guru thing unfortunately passed away uh, about a week and a half ago. Um, we decided to take the, the week off uh, as we mourned his loss. As yeah. The community really um, kind of came together in, in his passing and uh, we, we're officially back now, but uh, that's the reason why we haven't been here. Um, of yeah. course, if it wasn't for Bobby, I mean, this show wouldn't really exist and he was such a yeah. huge part of that. And uh, he will definitely dearly be missed by not just by us, but by the entire community as a whole as well. But Sean, you also released a uh, episode entirely dedicated to Bobby on the podcast feed as well. Do you want to touch on that real quick? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's funny, like you, you kind of mentioned, like we decided to not do an episode last week and it, it didn't even like really feel like a decision to be honest with you. Like it was an inability to do an episode. Um, I think what I, what I said on the, the previous episode on this feed kind of speaks to a lot of that, like just a very, very close friend of mine. And I just was really reeling with that. So I really appreciate a lot of love that have been, has been sent my way, a lot of support. Um, yeah, a lot of people have been checking in on me. Um, there's, there's a couple pieces like now, 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 now that like we've kind of gone through all of that. Um, and I just wanted to be able to say that before I jump back into this show and give it everything that I've got for this show. I felt like I needed to dedicate some time and some words to Bobby in that way before I come back here and say like, Hey, everyone, it's me. Like that seemed, I just, I just needed to take that step. So I appreciate everybody's patience on that. Um, in very short order, we've got to get into some, uh, some housekeeping on our end in terms of like the Patreon. Like if you go to patreon.com slash Yumi Capri, that was mine and Bobby's. That was our, that was our partnership. He's all over the thing. He's out in the artwork. He's on the, like the, all the tiers, everything refers to a lot of his show and his content. So as I'm moving on with all of the, the morning and the, the losing your best friend, now it gets into a little bit of the business chat about like, okay, so now what's next for the Patreon? So it's, it's on pause right now. We're not actually taking um, any of the payments from patrons for March. And um, 
So we're just, just until we get things kind of sorted out, and I want to make sure if people want to continue supporting the Patreon, they're doing it with full transparency. And um, so, yeah, that's on pause. Me and Ryan will be chatting about that and, and figuring out what's next. But with that said, Ryan... We've had a couple of people jump onto the Patreon, so I want to thank so much. New gold members, RJ Kern and Dallas Robbins. You guys are amazing. I got a lovely note from RJ just a little while ago, and um, he's a wonderful supporter. So thank you guys for your understanding, and that's kind of it for me, man. Oh, what a nice young man. That, that's yeah. awesome. So, yeah. uh, also, real quick as well, uh, as far as programming is concerned, The Crossroads also is on hiatus during this time as well. Uh, it's coming back on Friday this week. Uh, I was I was originally going to put them up at the same time as this podcast, but since I have to devote a lot of resources to this podcast, we're shifting it a day. So you'll get a, a new episode of The Crossroads on Friday, then on Monday, then next Friday, and then mm-hmm. uh, by the following Monday, we'll be all caught up and uh, back where we were back on the road again with the Crossroads. Well, and who knows about like this Bethesda thing that is rumored. You know, I think the, the Xbox Empire is actually delaying their recording because they're anticipating some big news coming out of this whole uh, Bethesda thing that we'll, we'll talk about. But who knows, man? I don't know if we're going to dedicate like an extra mile to that. Who knows? But um, still lots of stuff. Like we got a cram show today, but we yeah. can anticipate some, I, I'm, I'm sure, some big news coming out of Xbox over the next seven days as well. Yeah, for sure. If, if something big happens before the next podcast, you can expect you'll probably hear from us before yeah. then. Otherwise, if, if if it's something very small, we're probably not going to... We'll, just cover next week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, just for full transparency, of course, because we do record this on Wednesdays and this will be mm. live on Thursday morning. So that's yep. all that stuff. But enough Good. about all that stuff. Let's grab Done. our A-tracks, pop them in. It's time for the playlist. And Sean... I see a whole bunch of games on your list. So I'm going to let you go first with this one. <laughs> I bounced around a lot, man. Uh, last week, just reeling with the news and everything. Um, nothing quite stuck. And actually, for a number of days, I just didn't even want to play anything at all. But for whatever reason, um, I jumped into Jurassic World Evolu- <laughs> Evolution. Oh Have you ever played this game? This this like park simulator? The, like It's almost like a tycoon type of game. No, it's it's actually very reminiscent, though, of a game I really liked on the original Xbox, which is Jurassic Park, uh, uh, the, the Jurassic Park building game on that console. Um, oh, it's one of the rarest that. original Xbox games, but it's, okay. it's actually like a spiritual successor to that game. Uh, but no, I haven't actually played the new one. I heard it was real bad, though. But let me what? know what you think. Oh, no. Oh, I, well, I mean, who knows? Like, honestly, like this week, I don't know if my uh, my opinion, at least for the games that I started last week, I don't know where my opinion's at because I was in a weird place, man. To be fair, um, you're allowed to like games that people other people don't like, Sean. It's OK. Well, and I also didn't get like incredibly deep into it. I And I, I just heard Mark Carabin from Secret Friends Unite on a co-op mode podcast. He was talking about this game as well. I think he enjoyed it. And I only unlocked like the second island and I just like dinosaurs. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sending teams off to like go dig up fossils and learn the genomes. And I've did like, I can build like uh, Triceratops and Stegosaurus and, uh, and an Emetosaurus. The, em- the, 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 it's like a... You'd think it would be like a Tyrannosaurus, but I don't know. It's uh, named after the city that I live in, which is very interesting. The game is actually very good looking. You can drive around in a Jeep and check on your animals. You can refill their fuel. And it was very chill and <laughs> not a not a very hardcore type of game. Like, oh, man, you, everybody should check out this game. But it was kind of what I needed. I just wanted to chill out, take care of my uh, take care of my, my flock, man. It was it was pretty sweet. I kind of liked it. So that's uh, Jurassic World. It's on um, it's on Game Pass. So that was a huge, huge factor when it came to me trying out this game. Well, you and I, we might as well dive into this. You and I have have, you're you're a Sherpa. You're officially a Sherpa for for myself and the boys from Quest for Pixels, Tony Baker and Joel Brooks. 
We've been playing the crap out of Diablo 3, and I don't want to play anything else, Ryan. This game has captured my imagination. I've played it before. I've actually played through the campaign on, on PlayStation, and I'd always wanted to play through with a, with a bunch of people, and like all of the hooks, every single hook this game has, uh, is it's in me. I want to play it nonstop. I want, like now we're into, uh, we're beyond level 70. We're into Paragon leveling. We're in the end game. We can do our adventure mode. Dude, I've had so much fun with freaking Diablo. Who knew? Yeah, like we've been playing it kind of nonstop for the last like four or five days now. And mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, just like you, I've been, I've been loving it. Um, it's also the first time for me playing the game really multiplayer i have oh is it yeah i guess for me too yeah yeah because i have probably over a thousand hours in diablo because i because i platinumed it on playstation which took about 200 hours to do that's insane i almost have have the platinum equivalent on xbox and then on pc i played it for years on pc before even getting it on console so my god uh so i have so much time in diablo 3 but i've i never really found friends to play with or, or found like a good play group. So mm-hmm. it's been awesome to be able to play with other people because yeah. uh, it's been so much fun. It's so much more fun to play it with people than it has been by myself. Um, and I've been having a lot of fun with you guys and it's been cool. I, I love being able to show you guys the ropes a little bit mm-hmm. um, and kind of walk you guys through it. Although to be fair, Diablo three, is not really a super complicated game. It, it kind of explains a lot of its stuff to you, but um, obviously uh, you can get a little bit lost and stuff like that. too. That's so. what I was going to say. Yeah. Like you, you're definitely pointing us in the right direction. And there's certain times where like all four of us will just be like when, when it just throws an infinite number of enemies at you and we're all just like throwing all we got on it and you get like the streaks going, you got all like, you're killing all these enemies and it's like, we all just like let out this unbridled, just like, oh yeah. <laughs> like it's so, it's so primal in our enjoyment for it. Ryan, do you want to drink or anything? Are you thirsty? How's your throat? Oh no, I'm good. You're good? Okay. Uh, they're not ready for me yet, I guess. Right. Oh, here it is. Hi there. Can I please get a medium decaf with two Splenda? Two Splenda? Yes, please. Anything else for you? That is all. Thank you. That's the uh, that'll be a, a guru tribute from now on. That that is all. He always ended his his podcast with that is all, and now I do it at the at the drive-in. Ryan Turford. Ryan Turford. I understood that reference. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Can I explain it further? No, no. It's, I, I no, mean, I wanted to throw in the Captain America uh, gif. Yeah. Explain <laughs> that he. I understood it. Um, and real quick before we jump into the news, Sean, because I do want to give a shout out to this, even though it's not on Xbox, it, it really got me through a tough time when I needed it as well. Uh, I dove into what I would consider a, my, the video game equivalent of comfort food. That's really what I needed over the last couple, uh, last week and a half. And I played Persona 3 on PlayStation 2. I'm holding wow. it up right now. I never uh, played that one. It's one of my all-time favorite games. And wow. I love Persona 3, the music, the art style, the characters. Um, it, it's one of my favorite Persona stories. Um, and I loved revisiting it over the, the course of the last week and a half. It's a very long game, but Thank not you. as long as the newer Persona games. Um, and it was kind of like the, the basis for all of the newer Persona games, like that they were all based off Persona 4 and Persona 5. Right. Um, because the, the series was very different before this mm-hmm. one. Um, so it was so cool to go back and, and kind of play it this week when I, it was the, the, definitely the game that I needed this week. Um, nice, and man. it was definitely soaked up all my time that I wasn't playing Diablo or, or working during the time frame. but enough about all that PlayStation two stuff. It's time to slam the brakes on this conversation. Cause okay. it's time for some breaking news. Cause Sean, we got a lot of news to talk about. Couple so we probably Thank just you. Dive right into it. So first off, we're going to start with the big news story this week. Um, and one we obviously saw coming because this announcement was happened a while back, but we finally have the official merger of Bethesda and 
team Xbox. They are now officially part of the team. So uh, on the Xbox wire, uh, Phil Spencer went on there and created a blog post talking a little bit about the acquisition. We didn't, he didn't get into too many specifics or anything. He like made that, everything but, clear, right? Like we, we've got clarity now. We've been waiting for this moment. We all know what's going to happen. Like that's, that's what he's, that's what he wrote. Right. Right. Ryan. If by, if by what that's what you mean, he means no, no, yeah, did, not, not even that. a little bit. No so, clarity. He confirmed that, of course, all past and future Bethesda titles will be coming to Xbox Game Pass day and date, which is something we suspected would happen. But it's awesome to see that in writing now. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, it was confirmed that some games will be exclusive uh, to Xbox, but he didn't really name specific games or anything like that. What does that mean, Ryan? What does that mean? He did stress that Xbox Game Pass and the Xbox platform will be the best way to play Bethesda games. What does that mean? (laughs) The answer is they're gonna, we, they're nobody gonna make knows. it worse. They're gonna make like the font real small on PlayStation or like have a half of the frames. Like, what does that mean? I'm, It'll be like those commercials we had, uh, the Xbox commercials when Skyrim came out, where they because Microsoft had the marketing deal for Skyrim, and in the commercials is like Xbox 360, the best place to play Skyrim. And it, that's I mean, how it was. every commercial. So yeah. I, I'm anticipating something similar happening from now on with mm. any Bethesda YouTube trailers that we get from now on with like a, a big xbox logo at the end or something like that i so. joke about half the frame rate but maybe that is the case like there we'll talk about overwatch in a second but who knows man like this this um this power differential between the two systems is real we haven't really seen it yet but and and phil kind of hinted about that a little while ago but you know i'm almost at the point ryan like obviously everything else going on in life like there's been a lot of perspective kind of like shown my way just with when what in terms of like what really matters and so the mm-hmm. internet was ablaze yesterday as this whole thing was confirmed and the and the i think the ambiguity continued on in terms of what is going to be exclusive and what isn't like i don't know about you i'm like whatever man <laughs> <laughs> if it's exclusive, like great. My opinion is that it probably would be better for Xbox to make them exclusive, but I'm not gonna. I just don't want to fight about this. You know, I think it's interesting. Yeah. It's too bad that people are so just like ferocious about it because I think it's fascinating and it's really interesting stuff to talk about. But people ruin it with just like they're with the fanboyism, and I I don't know, man. We, we'll eventually have to push through this. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my take on it right now. Is I I think that it should be exclusive. I think that would be the best thing for Xbox. They need to solidify that. But if it's not, then like whatever man you know yeah (laughs) yeah or or i think honestly the best approach might be to have them be timed exclusive like one year exclusive on xbox because yeah once you get past the one year sales anyways it's like well who really cares at that point totally yeah you may as well make more money on other consoles at that point right so could you see them expanding that beyond bethesda then like could you see them doing something like a like a gears would be first on xbox and then eventually they put it on like would playstation even take it that would be super interesting like i don't know i mean I could that's see that's the thing happening. like that's that's my test on like is that a good idea like because it sounds good enough but then you go like do you only do that for certain games like I don't know I, I'm gonna play on Xbox anyway so it doesn't really impact me at all you know yeah and I, well, I do likewise, think that Xbox needs reasons for you to have an Xbox yeah and likewise I have both consoles anyways I have a PlayStation 5 and a Series X so to mm-hmm. me it doesn't matter either so um, yeah. I think it really matters for those who can only really afford one console or really care about bethesda games which again is a lot of people but you have to remember too with xbox you know having an xbox isn't the only way to play these games number one all these games are going to come to pc and they'll be uh playable there and on game pass on pc but number two xcloud if you don't have a pc that's powerful enough to play these games and you don't want to buy an xbox you can play them on xcloud 
when yeah. like eventually when it comes to browsers or when you can play it on your phone if you want to. Like, and that's what I mean. Like that's the exclusive. That's where the exclusive I think should come into play. Like in, and when I say Xbox, I really mean like the Xbox ecosystem. So that accounts for like PC and Game Pass and X Cloud and all of the things. Like I do like. I feel that that's the way that they should do this. And I know that's going to upset some people, but it's like, you go spend $7 billion and have it your way. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. kind of, I, I just feel like that's, that would actually or, be best for them. I'm going to throw it out there too. Like when Sony bought Insomniac, like there wasn't a huge uproar of people being like, well, hold on. So when they come up with Sunset Overdrive 2, that has to come to Xbox, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, well, we're, we haven't crossed that bridge yet. I'm sure it'll be a, it'll be a small fire. I'm but just saying it's a hypothetical. Right? I'm totally you with know? you, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I, I think it goes both ways but again mm-hmm. i i also just don't like the toxicity either that that came with this announcement too i mean it's okay to like both both consoles you guys it, it's yeah I, I don't understand it myself but sean with this particular subject we got two questions from the community about Ooh. it so i want to let some people into the car with us right now we're gonna start with zero skill at zero skill one love you zero he skill. asks now that Bethesda, now that the bethesda deal is final what game from their studios have you not played yet and are excited to play on Game Pass. So, Sean, you said Fallout 3 for this one. Why no, Fallout I want to... Oh, Fallout... I, um, that would be like a replay. So, um, oh, okay. you, one of the things that I... Um that I realized with this question is like, I played every one of the games. <laughs> like I've played, yeah. I've played everything from Bethesda. And I think that just goes to show like how big they are, at least for me and it, how integral it is. But it also kind of means, you know, you get access to all these games on game pass. And it's like, for me, it's actually not new. I think there's a question about some, uh, some revivals or remasters or something like that yeah, coming, that's coming up. up next. Yeah. But so for me, it's like, I would actually really like to replay um, Fallout 3 and kind of using just the natural enhancements that come along with backwards compatibility. I don't want to have to buy Fallout 3 again, um, but I played it on PlayStation because I'm a big dum-dum. I'm not sure why I played that game on on PS3. I thought, I don't know, maybe it was a power thing. I'm not entirely sure because uh, obviously <laughs> Xbox was a better... I was uninformed, Ryan. I'm sorry. But I would like to replay Fallout 3. I think that game is, um, I think that game is special and it, it was special for me because it was one of those, one of the first Western RPG games that I could wrap my head around and actually play and, and I and I beat it so and I like the the location I think Washington is I think it's super I think it's awesome so follow three I would love to dive back into a little bit yeah and it still really holds up I mean I can I can account for that because I replayed it last year for the roundabout and yeah really enjoyed it so um, I do think it's a game worth going back to and even though it's not in game pass now it'll be in game pass soon yeah, yeah. So uh, you'll actually get your chance to replay it. and and I'm in the same on PC. You, it was on P- was it on PC before or is uh, it on consoles only it it is also on pc actually because they had um, monsford and everything like crazy yeah of course it was on pc yeah, yeah. and in fact if you were going to replay fallout 3 at all like play it on pc like that's the yeah. best way to play it probably um and yeah i'm in the same boat as you were honestly i've pretty much played all of bethesda's games because um that and a lot of that just has to do with me going back and playing a lot of pc games uh because a lot uh, a lot of the games that uh didn't come to console um, were all older Bethesda titles, which mm-hmm. I played on PC when I was primarily playing PC games when I was playing like StarCraft uh, competitively. Uh, um, yeah. So I was playing a lot of Bethesda games back then. So, I mean, there aren't too many I missed other than like the real, like the original Elder Scrolls games, like Elder Scrolls, like Arena. I didn't play yeah. that. But otherwise, like all of the ID's games, I played all of the ID's mm-hmm. games before. Yeah, Prey, uh, Dishonor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there's not the really much. Signs of Dooms. Yeah, for me personally, there's not much I'm really missing. I haven't played Wolfenstein Youngblood. That's one Bethesda game I haven't played yet. I don't know if I'll play that. It's been on Game yeah, Pass forever. I've played Anyways, enough of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I've, I don't know. I've pretty much played everything. 
uh, that they have. I could try it again. I heard heard they they, they got that one going. But yeah, bring Todd Auction here. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. So we got the, the other question about this from Todd, and he asks, what would get you the most excited to see about the Zenimax acquisition is remasters and of Morwen and Oblivion. What old titles would you like to see remastered from their back catalog? And Sean, you kind of stole my answer, but tell me yeah. why you would love to see Quake come back. Uh, all the Quakes. Like, I love to see like a total remake because those games are so seminal, man. Like anybody who is into, into PC gaming back in the 90s, like we, if you guys thought we were obsessed with like resolution and frames per second, like now, like it was it was a burgeoning time back then. I had my 3DFX accelerator and I was like hoping to get 800 by 600 resolution on this thing and all the lighting effects, all the things. I wanted all my 3D acceleration back in the day. And uh, those engines just like they powered a full generation, if not more than uh, more generations of, of first person shooter games they are all based on the quake engine. So I'd love to see that come back reimagined. I think we've seen some quake with some ray tracing, which is really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But quake, man, I think that's you and I have talked about this as well. Like what would, before we knew about Indiana Jones, I, I would have loved to see um, either it or machine games do uh, like reimagine quake in the way that they had reimagined doom that, that those games are just so action-packed and and we're we're here for that dude like mortal Kombat is a good example of just take this franchise and make it go over the top doom is exactly in that same vein as well and quake i think is we're just waiting for it when quake championships or whatever champions or whatever was announced um i was so excited because i thought we were getting a new quake game but it was like a pc only arena multiplayer kind of thing so i'd love to see all the quakes remastered reimagined all the things that would be absolutely amazing and then the other one is the the first two fallouts uh with fallout one fallout two i think these are the studios that can still do this and i think about i think it was about the same time uh when when the diablo like when diablo 2 came out and everything that we've talked about with blizzard doing with diablo 2 resurrected i love to see that treatment happen with with the first fallout games because i think people would really really adore that and really love it especially with i think um wasteland was was pretty popular last year so yeah, those are those are kind of mine, dude. What are, I don't know if I stole everything that was possible. So or. yeah, I mean, a Quake collection would be one that I would love to see. I mean, we already have Quake Two and Quake Four on three sixty. Mm-hmm. So I mean, even just making those backwards compatible would be an awesome first step. But I mean, they are could they do not? what they did. They're for, not backwards compatible. No, neither. Oh, uh, they came uh, in the but same I mean, box. Quake Four was a launch title for three sixty, and then it came with a bonus disc that had yeah. Quake Two on it. Sure did. I actually have that. Me too. Um, <laughs> Whereas uh, Quake 1, Quake 3, they would need to port those. But I think like a cl- th- almost like what they did with Doom 1, 2, and 3 when they, right. when they ported those. I'd love to see them do the same thing with the Quake games. Um, but then the other one that I thought of was uh, some of the older Wolfenstein games, like something like Return to Castle Wolfenstein uh, or the Wolfenstein Raven game, even though I know people didn't like that on 360. Um, I thought that game was okay, and I would love to see maybe that come back mm. or even just Wolfenstein 3D. Like, just have that come back. So um, I think those are some of the older titles that that I would love to see um, kind of make a return from Bethesda. Whereas, again, a lot of the modern Bethesda games we kind of already have on Xbox and, right. and on, on Series X, whether through backwards compatibility or they just released this generation. Right. Um, so there's not too many of the uh, games that I want to have. But th- those for sure, like anything from id, uh, that's old. I kind of want mm-hmm. on, on Xbox for sure. that Because all we kind of have is Doom from that, them at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this Bethesda story going forward, Sean, because, um, again, people are hinting at something happening on, th- on Thursday, a.k.a. today. What could it be? But I guess I guess we'll find out later today mm-hmm. uh, who is right and who is wrong about that. But Starfield. Like said, what do you think? What do you think? Predictions like are we going to see Starfield? No, 
I think we, the early, <laughs> no, I think the Starfield. The, I think the earliest we're going to see Starfield is E3 time. And, yeah. Uh, and I'm assuming that it's not coming out this year, but they'll announce maybe that it's like coming out before March of next year. That's, That's the thing. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cheat a little bit here. I'll sit on the fence a little bit. I would say if we're going to see it, then it's coming out this year, but I don't think it's coming out this year. So I don't think we're going to see it. Like, I don't, I don't actually think I want it. I want them to do the fallout four thing where they go like it's here and it's available like this fall. Like I think that that'd be such a great place for Bethesda to sit in. Um, now that they're, they're secure. They don't need to like, they're, they're with Microsoft. They don't need to hype you until it's time to get hyped for it. You know what I mean? So uh, I'd love to see it, but there's like, and um, it was on Iron Lord's podcast that uh, was it Jason Ronald. He alluded to there are games coming out this year on Xbox that have not been announced, and wouldn't that be interesting if uh, if it's Starfield? And this soundbite is either going to age awesome or very very poorly. <laughs> Although to be fair, I don't know if that would really count because they already technically announced Starfield, so it wouldn't be it couldn't be a game that they they they, they have. Mm, like, I guess it depends on how you take what he that said. Haven't even yeah. been announced at all. Mm. I mean, you mean to tell me that it's not just Psychonauts 2 and it's already uh, paid very poorly. This sound clip already. Yes, I already. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? All right. Next news story, Sean. And this one kind of just popped up in the middle of the night last night. Overwatch got an Xbox Series X and S update that brings 120 frames support uh, to the game as well. In fact, there's a toggle. You can select either um, 4K at 60 1080p at 120 or 1440p at 60. I don't know why you would do that mode, but that was the what the original uh, Overwatch. Uh, was Interesting. On, if yeah. You to play that for whatever reason. I guess that mode's in there for the Series S specifically. Um, right. That for, makes sense. But for the Series X, 4K at 60 or uh, 1080p at 120. The weird thing about this is that this is only on Xbox and they actually um, the Blizzard actually talked about this on Twitter. And the reason it, this is an Xbox only thing is because of the way smart delivery works, where essentially it, all they had to do to make this happen was put in a minor patch on Xbox. Wow. To basically do the upgrade. Whereas on PlayStation, it requires them to basically do an entirely new SKU for the game. Which yeah. Means they'd have to do an, do an entire port of the game, which is way more work. Of course. So, of course. So and it's more work for the gamer as well, for, for anybody. And we've heard countless stories of how much of a pain in the butt that is over there. That's awesome, dude. I was so excited for you when I saw this pop up because I know you'd been jumping into Overwatch a little bit lately. Well, fun fact, Sean. I played this last night and it is awesome. I I love playing the game. (laughs) So again, I don't have 120 Hertz TV, so I can only play it at 60 frames. 4k 60. The game at 4k 60 looks incredible. Not only that, but they totally optimized all of the load times, um, as well as just everything about the menu is fully optimized. The menu itself runs at 60 frames per second, which it didn't before. Um, so it's just, it runs buttery smooth now. Um, and it's actually like, I noticed the difference right away. Like as soon as I turned the game on, um, look at so blizzard, it's actually, it's actually a huge update for the game. And one that, again, I'm very surprised that they didn't do an official announcement or anything like that. It was just like, Oh yeah, by the way, we, we tweeted at 2 AM that we launched this, yeah. this patch for overwatch and it's there now and everyone gets this. Okay. Bye. Like, I don't know enough. And maybe somebody can like tweet at us or write in or something like that. Xbox drive at Gmail, the Xbox drive at gmail.com. Um, I don't know if it's unlocked frames on PC. Like, is there another place where you can play this game at 120 hertz? I don't know. That'd be interesting I, to find out. I think it is unlocked frame rate on PC, but I, it's been a while Amazing. since I played the I, I want to play. I definitely want to try this out, dude. Yeah, you should You should try it on Xbox. Like, that's... it's. Well, it's we'll awesome. just bounce back and forth between this and Diablo. We'll just have the same crew going. 
I mean, who, who needs, even needs to go back to Diablo anyways, right, John? No, no I do want kidding. to. No, <laughs> you're, you're right. Like, I mean, I'm going to have to make a choice here, man. It's too hard. Too many games. Oh my God. Anyways, next up, speaking of too many games, we got a couple interesting game announcements this week, and I yes. want to touch on this one that came out this morning, which got me very hyped, Sean. Yes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge was announced <laughs> from .emu, uh, the company that published uh, Streets of Rage, um, and it is coming to PC and consoles sometime soon. We don't know when. We got like a brief trailer with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song. It's very much based off the 80s Ninja so Turtles. So good. Nin- the newer Ninja Turtles. And it's a four player beat em up game, just like Turtles in Time or the original TMNT arcade game. And it looks mm-hmm. amazing, Sean. It looks perfect, um, dude. Yeah, the, the, the throwing the foot soldiers into the screen and everything. Oh my gosh. The music, the colors, everything looks so it's perfect. Like I just like I, I'm like it looks perfect. What else do you want from a from that style of game? People are gonna go crazy about it. I need online co-op, man. I need us to have a solid connection between you and I and two it other needs people. Mm hmm. Yeah, it definitely needs to work. But and I need a date. But like, give it to me now, man. Give this to me. Now. I'm so excited. Between that and it's like it's Mario Day today is March 10th. As we oh by the way, um, happy birthday to the host of the Xbox Empire, uh, Donnie Reese. Uh, but dude, I'm so freaking excited for this. Yeah, this this got the internet talking this this morning. And speaking of the internet talking, we got another question. This one from Joel AKA Falcon at Joel AKA Falcon, and he asks, "I have a question for the carpool. How excited is Ryan for Shredder's Revenge? Knowing the teams <laughs> who worked on Streets of Rage Four and Scott Pilgrim versus the World collaborated mm-hmm. on this game." And yeah, that's part of the reason, Joel, I'm Let's very hyped this. for this game. Um, in fact, actually, Tribute Games, the, the developer of this game, uh, is actually not so famous for either Streets of Rage or um, Scott Pilgrim, but they're actually more known for um, Mercenary Kings, which was actually a launch game mm. on PS4 and actually um, was a game that I thought was OK. It was kind of like Metal Slug. It was a side scrolling shooting game. Um, I yeah. think it eventually came to Xbox. Um, and that's kind of what they're more known for. And a lot of people who worked on the Scott Pilgrim game um, after kind of the, the Ubisoft kind of devol- uh, dissolved kind of the, the little studio they put together for that. They most of those people went to tribute games to work on Mercenary Kings. Um, right. So that that's why actually that the art style for that game looked very similar to Scott Pilgrim's. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting to see. Finally, they have a new game because it's been a long time since we've seen a game from them. Um, and for it to be a Ninja Turtles game, which, again, just. I'm so hyped for this. It looks I love amazing. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just want to know I, more. Let's do it. Yeah, man. Love it. Yeah. Return All of right. the beat em ups. It's a renaissance. I mean, it's it's definitely the, that time for sure. All right. Last news story before we move on. And this one also got me very excited. And this one kind of uh, was kind of a, a weird announcement out of nowhere. Cold Iron Studios have announced Aliens Fireteam which is a three-player co-op shooter set in the Aliens franchise, and it will launch sometime this summer on Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S. Sean, I don't know if you got a chance to check out the trailer for this game, but essentially it looks like Left 4 Dead meets Aliens, and I am what? stoked for this game. It looks really? awesome. Yeah. That's a good pitch for it, man. Cause yeah, it wasn't like I'd heard it. I'd heard another uh, podcast talking about, it. I wasn't really paying too much attention to it, but I heard aliens. I'm like, yeah, okay. Like we've been around this block before, but yeah, that model uh, or that genre that, that captures my attention, dude. Definitely. 
Yeah, because IGN had it as part of IGN first, which is kind of when they do like a month long preview of a, an upcoming game. And they had like the right. exclusive announcement for the game. But they also put up like a 20 minute gameplay demo of the game where they go through one of the the first missions in the game. And dude, this game looks dope. Like I oh wow, really excited for it. Um, and again, it's out really soon. It's out this summer. So that's what I want. Exactly that's what 2021 game. should be. Don't give us like just when it's ready, when you're in the, when you're like, basically when it goes gold, tell us. And then that's the date. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, like, I'm, I'm so glad that it's, it's such a short uh, dev time. And if it gets delayed, it gets delayed, but it also gives us sure. more games to play over the summer, Sean, because I know past mm-hmm. May, it's going to be kind of a, a bit of a drought again, kind of like what we're I in know, now. dude, but I'm playing Diablo this year. Like that's <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I'm I've got so many games for my backlog and part of like the whole, like, week last week i was just downloading games like i downloaded like i downloaded recore for some reason like i just downloaded everything i'm just playing a whole bunch of stuff i haven't finished before so i'm good with it yeah for sure all right sean let's let some of our friends into the carpool with us of course we got so many questions this week yeah man uh and and huge shout out to the community again for uh sending us so many uh, awesome questions this week um we do really Mm -hmm. appreciate that um and we're gonna start with console Kato, Sean at mm. console Kato, youtube.com slash console Kato. She's awesome. Go, go follow her work there. She asks halo infinite battle Royale. Is it happening? And do you want it? Sean, we've talked about halo infinite battle Royale a few times before, but yeah, what have has your opinion changed on this at all? Do you want a battle Royale for halo infinite? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. Uh, they've, they've been, they've denied this a lot over and over again saying that battle royale is not happening it's not happening but dude like it works for call of duty so well uh warzone is an absolute smash hit obviously like the genre itself is 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 massive and i just think it makes sense in terms of like the the free-to-play model that they're that they're going after on the multiplayer side so i do think that it's going to happen i do want it but at the same time like there's going to be other modes that i'll be that i'll be playing as well like as much as warzone is a hit when i'm playing call of duty i'm playing traditional um traditional modes i'm playing like kill confirmed and team deathmatch and whatever else like i don't typically do a whole lot of battle royale but i think it could be massive for halo if they make a like a really good quality battle royale game i think that seems to be like the required entry point at this point if you're gonna have a big splash in multiplayer you know yeah and i'm with you where i think it would be awesome to have a battle royale it's not the type of thing that I would be personally excited about because I don't really play too many battle royale games. Think of the vehicles, games. though. Like, think about like the vehicles that were in PUBG and how how janky that game is. But once that that thing started to like get ironed out, vehicles were pretty fun. And I think it would be awesome to have like squads as a as a mode in, in a battle royale. Like, you know, I just think that would be super fun for us to fly around in our banshees or drive around in our warthogs and killing everybody. Like, get me on the turret, man. Get me on that turret so I can get all my kills. <laughs> you and your gosh darn turret, Sean. <laughs> you just love the turret. Whereas yep. I, I, of course, would be the dude flying the banshee because Sean knows. I like the banshee. I love it. Uh, imagine just so 100 fun. players with banshees, Sean, just on one mm-hmm, shot. Mm-hmm. Like, how cool would that be? That'd be uh, amazing. So, yeah, I I think if it's not at launch, I think there will be one down the road. Um, yeah. But I don't know personally how, how much I'm excited for there to be one. But I do think that there probably will be a uh, Halo Infinite Battle Royale at some point. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe next year, I would imagine. Well, that's question. true. Like it, it's this ongoing oh, thing. So, yeah, no, keep going. Keep going. We got we got no time. Uh, next up, Blaze Knight at Blaze Knight 0923 asks, 
What are the best games to play via xCloud slash remote play in your opinion? I've tried Dead by Daylight and it didn't go so well. I think the FPS definitely dropped during the session, but I've had good luck with games like Sea of Thieves and the Disney Afternoon Collection. Uh, Sean, mm. you put down a few games here. Uh, Gears Tactics, Wasteland 3 and Jurassic World Evolution. Why did, why did those work <laughs> on remote well, play, do you think? Especially for for uh, for this question in particular, like if, if the connection that you're having is not very good and it's going to this is going to be a result will vary, you know, across the board. So if um, if that's going to be a little bit tricky, then, yeah, stick to stick to tactics games. And and those are things that you can kind of play. Not only like do they not require like the Twitch response that you'd be looking for and then you're not getting maybe because of a, a poor connection. Um but they're they're also like tactics games. You can you can take them one battle at a time, you know. And that seems very like pick up and play cut type of thing that you can grab your controller and your phone um, and just kind of kind of do your tactics thing. And also on the Jurassic Park World or anything like that, like the tycoon type of games, um, you just check in on it every once in a while. Very Animal Crossing esque, which I think uh, obviously a smash hit for a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I th- I'm with you on this. Where actually I think anything turn based regardless mm-hmm. of whether they're tactics or not. I think that's probably your best bet here. Um, I mean, now I should throw out there that because I'm not really traveling or anything like that, I haven't really been playing anything role play since we since I did the controller review. So it's been a while right. since I've tried out the service. But I would say games like Dragon Quest XI S, I think would be a fantastic game because it's a turn-based RPG. Like, you don't have to worry about it. There's no active right. time battles or anything like that. So, like, if there's latency, it's like, who cares at that point, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually very surprised that Blaze Knight actually had a good time with Disney Afternoon Collection because that <laughs> that's a collection of old NES games, and those require, like, pitch-perfect controls in order to play yeah. correctly. So I'm actually really surprised that he had a good time with those because I think that those... I would have thought those would have been really hard to play on those. And I haven't really tried playing those mm-hmm. or the, the original Mega Man games on remote play or anything like that. Can you imagine uh, yeah. if we get to that point? Holy crap. Yeah, you, like need, any you need game. negative latency on that, Ryan. If you're going to play Mega Man, you need <laughs> oh, negative God. latency. You kind of, well, no, because the negative latency actually would probably screw you up too. Like you need like, <laughs> it's true. you need like, it just needs to be perfect. right. Like try, try playing like I'll dare anyone to try play Mega Man one with any form of latency that either positive or negative latency. <laughs> Like, good luck. We're talking about like if negative eight latency is even a thing. Oh, I love it. Hey, Google Cedia said it was the thing, Sean. I so know. I know. I get it. I, I brought it up. Yeah. Well, next, next question is from Naktime at Naktime. And I don't know if I'm correct, noticing it correctly, but whatever. We're going to go with it. <laughs> he asks, has upgrading to the Series X been worth it to you? Or do you think you would have been better off waiting until Halo comes out? Um I kind of know where I stand on this, Sean, but I'm interested to hear where you stand on it as someone. Uh, what, what what do you think? Do you think it was worth upgrading right away to the Series X? So I have to put the disclaimer out there for anybody who's maybe new to the show. My Series X was provided by Xbox Canada, and I'll be forever grateful for that. So take maybe what I will with a, with a grain of salt if, if, if that's important to you. But I like. I played um, I played Kotor on my One X. I went back to that so I could keep my Series X connected to my PC, so that I could keep my streaming and everything there. So that made that made things a little bit easier for me. So that meant that I was playing Kotor, which was you know whatever thirty plus hours of of gameplay. I was playing primarily on my One X. And I don't ever want to go back to that, man. That was the most powerful console that was ever made just a couple of years ago. And I don't want to go back to that. Like, no way. It's, it's like we're, we're getting all this optimizations like that we've talked about a lot today that have been awesome. But even for a game like that, it was like original Xbox and the backwards compatibility and everything that happened there. Um, 
my experience on Series X is so much better. You talked about like the load times. It's like, that's way better. The quicker zoom is actually functioning now. And that seems to be like way better. Um, there's a lot of quality of life stuff that have significantly improved my, my, uh, time with, with my Xbox. And it, bullet points don't cut it, man. Like when you talk about like, I like my quick load times, I like my, my quicker zoom and whatever, like that doesn't seem like those things, uh, add up to a $500 purchase, but especially if you're able to trade it in, trade in your, your Xbox to go towards a series X. Like I think absolutely. Um, and of course, you know, if dollars are a consideration for people, um, then the, the Series S obviously is a, is a great option. You get a lot of the benefits that I'm talking about. But dude, like I'm so past <laughs> last gen. It's so wonderful here. And I know maybe where the basis of this question is, is like, where are the games? But the thing is, like there's just, there, there have already been so many games. They all carry over. Um, and it's just such a better experience uh, on, the series, on the series consoles. At least for me. Yeah. What about you? No, I'm, I'm actually in agreement with that where I think for me, it was definitely worth it in the same way that it was worth it for me to buy because I, I didn't buy an Xbox one at launch, but I bought a PlayStation four at launch and the PlayStation four, I think actually even had like a worse, arguably a worse live launch library than the Xbox series X did because there, mm. I think there was just less stuff to play. Like you had Killzone Shadowfall and Knack. And not I mean, you had, Rezo, you had a couple of good quality games. You don't want to throw a Rezo gun under the, under the bus. Well, um, that's true. WrestleGun was good, but I mean, for the most part. Other than that, like the, that's like one or two games, right? Which is kind of the same with what we have with the Series X because we have the medium that's exclusive. Um, yeah, eventually then, it came out. By the way, finish that. That game was great. Yeah, and not only that, but all my all the stuff you just talked about too were all the games that I'm playing in the in between time during the drought all mm-hmm. play better. So yeah. I mean, for me, that that's been totally worth it. It's it's part of the reason why um, I was going to wait to buy a PlayStation Five, but I ended up buying one sooner than I, w- I wanted. To, uh, I was plan- originally planning because of that reason, because I had experienced all the benefits on Series X that I also wanted a similar experience when I went to go play, you know, Final Fantasy 14, for example, because I play that game a lot. Um, yeah. So that's one of the reasons it was because of that, that that I knew that that value was there beyond what the exclusive games for that console were. So Big yeah, time. I'm, I, I'm, I'm so happy that I ended up getting mine my series X as well. And even my series S, because honestly it's been great yeah, to you're both. capturing from, from series S in particular mm-hmm. for the show. Um, or just if I wanted to, uh, when eventually my internet actually works again, doing live streams and stuff <laughs> like having like a dedicated box in that area, rather than having like keeping my Xbox one X for that kind of mm-hmm. going through what you were talking about. Um, I'm glad that I, I actually purchased what I did. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not regretting it at all. Um, I mean, obviously no if you were just looking for just halo, then yeah, I could understand the sentiment that that you might might want to wait until then. But for me personally, I'm actually really thankful that I decided to jump in when I did as well. Yeah. Next next question is from Anti Macro at Anti Macro, and he asks, "You get to farm out one Xbox IP, including Zenimax IPs, to another studio to reboot it. What IP is it, and who gets it?" John, did you have a chance to read this question or do you know, uh, do you have anything off the top of your mind? I want, I want to, I don't know who's going to make it, um, but I want a Viva Pinata back. Like I want, I want that game big time. And especially with the, with xCloud coming back and people playing on their phones and a very switch like type of experience. I don't know what developer would make. It. I mean, maybe you can throw like a, a small team at, at rare to do it all over again, but Viva Pinata is uh, maybe an out, out of the box type of um, shout out. And I'm thinking Chris Johnson would be very happy to hear me say this as well. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, what about as you? As for me, I would love to see a Tango Gameworks take on Halo. 
and doing like a survival oh, wow. horror Halo game. I think that would be really cool. Like something mm. like um, almost like something like ODST where you don't play as like a Spartan, but you play as like an, an orbital duel, uh, like a dropship trooper or something like that. And you're kind mm -hmm. of like have to escape an area, but you're being hunted by stuff. Like I think that would be really, really, really cool. Or even like a, a, a Bethesda, like studios take on on something like halo like either a machine games take on halo or mm -hmm. uh, even like an id software take on halo i think would be really interesting um or not all of that but if i did, were to take other ips from microsoft like if we weren't getting the perfect dark reboot from the right. initiative the next studio i would want to do that is machine games like yeah. i think that a machine games perfect dark game would look really cool um so yeah those are those are mine uh, but I would love to see like more stuff with Halo, but outside the shooter space. I mean, we've mm -hmm. seen it work with something like Halo Wars, um, and I would love to see them diversify the Halo IP a little bit more. Because oh, I think there is yeah. more in that universe besides the story of the Spartans. Kind of like mm -hmm. how in Star Wars, there's more to it than just the story of the Jedi's. And, yeah. Um, I think that Bethesda Studios themselves, uh, whether it's Tango or someone else, I think could do a really good job with some of those IPs. Mm -hmm. And last up, Robbie Bobby Miller. At smooth four two three asks, Xbox and Bethesda are now the uh, power couple, but do exclusives still matter? Let's think about MLB twenty one the show coming to Xbox with crossplay and cross progression, exploding head uh, emoji of course. <laughs> uh, P.S. Is there a, is it technically is it an exclusive? It's, it's if it's also on PC. So Sean, do exclusives actually matter anymore? I th I mean I feel like the the general like internet is just saying like that they don't and I don't agree with that at all dude I think exclusives absolutely matter uh, the PC and console thing I, I like to see that line blurred I, I don't think that that really matters as much but I do think when you're talking about like buying a console and you're choosing one console versus another versus another I think the, the exclusives matter huge and while you know Xbox and and PlayStation are, are blurring the lines a little bit. The 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 control here, the the in terms of our like experiment or thought process here, our thought experiment is Nintendo. Like you're not seeing Mario anywhere else. They have like some of the most valuable IP, and they they're not going anywhere. And you see the Switch just completely take off. I think that is a combination of some old school mentality in the video game industry, and also just like treating those IP with such care, love, and care uh, that it's really working for Nintendo. And I. I am of that mindset. I think like games like Halo, and I think when you purchase Bethesda, I think that those should be locked. I think um, it is a bit of a loss. I've heard just anecdotally people say like, well, now I don't have to buy a PlayStation, so I, I can play my MLB. I can just have that on Xbox and everything else. Like I think those things matter. Like the consoles themselves are so similar in terms of like their power and what they're capable of. It's like, what other reason is there? Uh, even with like a lot of crossplay stuff, like it's not even that you have to play, you have to buy PlayStation to be there with your friends. It's like the only thing left is the exclusives and the controller. You know what I mean? So I, I do think that they matter, but we lose a lot of the nuance in this conversation. It just d dissolves into, devolves into fanboyism and that sucks, but I, it's not from a fanboy perspective. I just think like, what is your, what is your reason for buying the console? If not for an exclusive, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think that uh, the ecosystem matters a lot to it. And I, I, I'm the type of person who doesn't prefer Xbox because I prefer the exclusives, but I like the Xbox ecosystem more than anything. Sure, yeah, I don't mean to I think like that's oversimplify. Me into it, but, but I think the yeah. biggest thing has got to be like the biggest as far as the way that gamers make decisions, the way that we all kind of do this is like is like that's got to be number one. That's got to be factor number one. 
and we can say nice things about like yeah ecosystem and all these things like those it's i think the proof is in the pudding man that nintendo is selling like crazy xbox is still kind of in third place it seems and i and i do believe that it's because people don't have that locked in easy answer to go like i get xbox i get this game where i can't get that anywhere else like you need to make it that simple for people uh, but it's just not their it's not their game. Uh, at least I don't think so. And it'll be interesting to see if that is overcome with the subscription model. With um, you get into the Xbox ecosystem for the the system seller, which is Game Pass. Like we've talked about that a lot before too. So that is the only way that this this old school mentality gets kind of flipped on its head. Is if Game Pass becomes such a no brainer, which is kind of what they're banking on, that. Yeah, you'll you'll forego um, the great games on PlayStation or Nintendo because it's just so easy to play in Xbox land. Anyways, Sean, we got to go. But before we go, Sean plugs you. You find me on Twitter at uh, Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants, and also on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash Sean Capri. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. That's T U R F O R D. You can also find us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive, on YouTube at YouTube.com slash the Xbox Drive, and on podcast services around the globe. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 180 of the Xbox Drive, and we out. Bye. It's been it's good to be back, and we'll dedicate every single everything that we do to Bobby Paul. We miss you, Guru. Guru forever, Bob.